0: Welcome to Rewitched, a charmed 1998 Rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning.
1: We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler-free, so we welcome fans new and old to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season three.
0: I'm your host, Jess Sabanko.
1: And I'm your host, Mia Sobenko.
0: Now, let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing season three, episode three, Once Upon a Time. It originally aired on October 19th, 2000, and had 5.37 million viewers.
1: So, this episode starts in P3, and it's nighttime, and the place is popping, and Piper's behind the bar working. Her hair's up super cute, she looks happy, and then Leo walks up to her and she smiles and she comes over and says, I knew you'd come back. Phoebe was worried, Prue was a wreck, but I knew you'd find a way. And he says that they need to talk and she says that they need to kiss first and they start kissing and then Leo says, I came to say goodbye. And she's like, what? And he said, they told us to break up. They caught us trying to get married. And she's like, so we don't get married. We'll wait. And he says, it's too late. We broke the rules. And now they won't let us see each other again. And then the sound starts getting like distorted and muffled. And Piper's like really stressed out and confused. And Leah says, I don't care what they do to me, but I couldn't bear anything happening to you. I shouldn't even be here right now. And he starts to leave. And she's saying like she can't hear him anymore. And he tells her to forget him and that he loves her and orbs out in front of everyone and everyone is staring and she's like breathing heavy and calling for leo and it's very intense and then prue walks over and starts shaking her telling her to wake up and then she wakes up in her bedroom with prue actually in real life shaking her and piper's like leo's not coming back and prue says honey it was just a bad dream and she's crying and she says no it wasn't it was real i don't understand why are they doing this to us It's like destroying lives is how they amuse themselves. And she says, Piper, watch what you say. And Piper says, why? What are they going to do to me? They couldn't hurt me more than they already have. And then Prue hugs her. Oh, why do we have to start out so painful?
0: (laughs) I know. And like, I love it because it's like high drama Piper, which is my favorite type of Piper. And then like, we get into this scene and it's just like, Wow, because, like, I mean, we ended last episode with, like, Leo kind of being, like, taken away in these orbs and, like, in pain, so we're like, what the fuck happened to Leo? And, like, I guess we get our answer here, because we know from previous episodes that when he became a white lighter, he, like, reached out to his other wife, like, through her her dreams, so now yeah. he's, like, doing the same thing with Piper is, I think, what we can get as the impression here.
1: Yeah, I like that kind of a little more consistency of him coming in the dreams and i don't know how they're able to do that but um it is pretty cool and poor piper i mean i don't even know i think we were all concerned that leo was like dead or something like just not i mean the way they like exploded him in orbs and sent him away felt like something was going down but i guess they're just keeping them apart which is i guess a little better
0: (laughs) yeah right i mean i guess you know what did what were they saying
1: unspeakable uh, wrath
0: unspeakable wrath yeah it doesn't seem too unspeakable to me yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean they're talking right there yeah but um yeah no i mean and i like the way you know prue is trying to be there for her through this um very supportive very sisterly that all works for me Yeah, I mean, is this the end of Piper and Leo? That's kind of what I'm wondering in this scene.
1: One can only hope that they're able to fight for each other. But yeah, that's kind of what's going through my head too, that it's just the breaking point.
0: So next we go to Phoebe driving and listening to music when her phone starts ringing, and it's Prue who we see is in the living room, so we kind of cut back and forth throughout this scene. Phoebe's kind of like, oh, like, I'll be home soon with your car. And Prue tells her that she's not worried about the car and then tells her about Piper's dream. She's like, I've never seen her like this. It's like she's completely given up. And Phoebe's distracted and almost gets into an accident. And then we see this little girl in the middle of the street with a box. Phoebe's like, I'm fine. Your car's fine. But I got to go. And she hangs up. So she runs over to the little girl and asks if she's okay, and the little girl starts yelling, and she's kind of, like, looking straight ahead. She says, you can't have it. I won't give it to you. Leave me alone. And Phoebe looks, and there's no one there, and then the little girl starts running away, and Phoebe chases after her. Then we see the little girl falls onto the ground, and she's, like, fighting with something invisible, And Phoebe goes over and tells her that she's safe. But when we look at the little girl, there's, like, these big, like, claw marks on her arm.
1: Pretty, again, pretty intense start. I love Phoebe here. I love when we get to see Phoebe act all motherly and kind of maternal. Um, She's so sweet with kids. We've seen that so many times. Like, I can't wait to see Phoebe as a mom.
0: (laughs) I know. Hopefully one
1: day. (laughs) But, um. Yeah, pretty interesting start. Definitely makes you wonder, like, who the hell is that that was attacking her? And if the Charmed ones got involved, they know it's destiny.
0: Exactly. They have to help them. And I'm kind of, you know, at this point wondering if or how our two storylines will connect, because obviously we have this Piper dealing with losing Leo storyline, and then we have whatever is going on with this little girl and some type of invisible monster.
1: Exactly, yes. Then we hear the theme song and after that we are in the kitchen and Phoebe brings tea and cookies over to the table where the little girl is now sitting and Prue and Piper walk in and Prue asks if she found anything out but she didn't and Piper says that her parents are on their way and that she lives right up the street and Phoebe's gonna go to the car to get her jacket but she can't find the keys and the little girl says the fairies probably hid them. And they all look at her like, what? Phoebe says, what was that? And she says, sorry, I'm not supposed to talk about fairies. And Phoebe sits next to her and says, you know what? In this house, you can talk about anything you want. Sometimes we talk about weird things, too. And she says, well, that's what fairies do. Hide your keys and things. They're tricky like that. And Phoebe asks if there's a fairy in the box, if that's what she's protecting. And little girl kind of doesn't say anything and then the bell rings and prue goes to get it and she tells them that it's her mom and her new husband and then in the entryway we find out that the girl's name is kate and prue tells the parents that she's fine she just scraped her arm and is scared then kate comes running in and tells them to get out of the doorway um that it's the in between and they come in and phoebe asks what an in between is and Kate says, it's where the trolls are. And then her me- mom kneels down by her and says, honey, we've had this conversation before. You're a big girl, and it's time to stop believing in things like that. And then to the sisters, she says she's had some problems since her father and I divorced. Regressed, sort of, back to the imaginary friend stage. And then the husband thanks them and says that they should go. And Kate says, they'll get us. And the man's like, I won't let them. It's okay. Come on. And he- he picks her up, and she looks in the doorway and sees a troll, but no one else can see it. And they walk out, and Prue closes the door.
0: So, my first thing with this scene, they know she lives down the street. Why didn't they just take her directly to her house?
1: I know. I was wondering that, too. Why did her parents have to come pick her up? I mean, I assume that they took her home and called the parents and were like, like had to come home and find out their number.
0: But, like, why couldn't they just ring their doorbell or something? They live down the street.
1: I don't know. Maybe the little girl didn't want to go or something. I don't know. You know, sometimes these things don't quite add up here. (laughs) But it's okay. I was
0: just like, why? Like, these little girl's parents are, like, worried. She's, like, missing in the middle of the night. And instead of just taking her home, they're like, you can come pick her up at our house. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: We'll trade her for a fucking million dollars and you'll get your daughter back. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even think about that.
0: That was like immediately where my head went when I saw this scene. Because I'm just like, why are they at the manor? I don't understand.
1: I guess that doesn't make too much sense at all. And I feel like the scene wasn't that necessary. Like they could have had this conversation in the car ride there or something. You know what I mean? To like figure out, oh, obviously... It's about trolls and fairies is what we're going to be, you know, looking at today. They didn't have to have this whole scene, you know, at the house.
0: Also, I mean, like, I don't know that much about, like, young kids, but, like, they're going to mention later in the episode that, like, Kate is seven. Is that too old to have imaginary friends? I don't even know.
1: I don't think so. I think, I feel like I had
0: imaginary, um, maybe,
1: that I would, like, make up. I feel like 10 is, like, maybe, okay, grow up. Yeah, like,
0: (laughs) if she were 10, I'd be concerned that she has imaginary friends. But, like, 7, I'm kind of like, eh, like, maybe a little bit old, but not, like, concerning.
1: Yeah, no. I don't think that it's too big of a deal. I feel like there are definitely 7-year-olds who have imaginary friends.
0: Yeah, I feel like especially if you're, like, an only child, it, like, makes sense.
1: Yeah. Which she is, I I assume, based on what we see. Aside from that, at least we kind of got the information of, okay, it's going to have to do with this little girl and these fairies and trolls that are after her.
0: Yeah. I will also say, I mean, based on the dynamics we're seeing here, and I think that we'll continue to see throughout the episode, it seems like her stepfather is like a really good stepfather, which I feel like we don't see depicted in like media that often that like a step parent is like actually like really good with the kid. So that was, like, something I enjoyed seeing there.
1: Me too. That was cute. And also, I mean, if the stepfather had been bad, they'd they'd have to change the story a little and then he'd have to, they'd have to end up taking care of him too. And that's not the goal of the episode, which is probably partially why. Um, Yeah, definitely. still sweet to see.
0: Yeah. So then we cut back to the kitchen and, like, the sisters are still making this tea And Piper's like, come on, Phoebe, trolls and fairies, you don't believe that stuff. And she's like, sure, why not? And then Piper turns to Prue and is like, well, maybe it's time we tell her about Santa. And Phoebe says, all I know is something was definitely after her. And Piper says, but you didn't see anything. And she says, no, but how else did she get hurt? And Piper's like, how about she fell down and scratched herself? And she's like, no, Piper, they weren't scratches, they were claw marks. Piper asks why she's being so stubborn about this, and Phoebe says, I'm a Scorpio, what's your excuse? And then Prue kind of, like, jumps in the middle and is like, we're all tired, like, we should talk tomorrow. And Phoebe's like, look what you did, you went and turned Prue into the middle child. And then Piper says, okay, Phoebe, even if fairies and trolls do exist, you heard what her mom said. The problem started when her father left, that's psychology, not magic. But Phoebe wants to check the book just in case, and then she says, because I don't want to be outstubborn by a Gemini. And she leaves, and then Piper and Pruise shake their heads.
1: So I kind of want to know, like, what months are Scorpio and Gemini? Does it add up to the tree that we saw in um, the Phoebe's past episode?
0: Yeah. So I know for Phoebe, it definitely does. Cause Phoebe's birthday is in November and that is a Scorpio. Okay. Um, Gemini, I believe is in June.
1: That's what I thought too. Yeah. Did it say that on Piper's thing?
0: I can't remember when Piper's birthday is supposed to be, but I do think it, it's definitely in the summer. So I do think it does add up. Okay. Yeah. So Piper's birthday is June 7th. So yeah, that does add up.
1: Okay, perfect. <laughs> Other than that, I feel like you can see, I mean, even though it's understandable that, like, and they always have to have it with the exposition, and I feel like that's something that they carry along all throughout the show, where, like, no matter how many crazy things they've seen, they'll be like, oh, come on, this, no way, you're wrong, this doesn't exist, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, I know. There's always someone to, like, defeat it and cause a little more drama, because we're like, no, it does exist, and then... (laughs) (laughs) And that's kind of what's happening now. But also you can tell by the way Piper's talking, I feel like she's very good at acting like this cold, hard shell right now. Like she just looks so like, like done with it all. Very stubborn, just kind of making jokes out of the situation. But you could tell she's very hurt right now. And she's very good at acting that out without even having to say anything, I feel like.
0: Yeah absolutely and I think we'll see like as we get deeper into the episode the way that like the place that this is really coming from in it's Piper kind of like having those feelings we saw her having when her relationship with Dan was falling apart about her powers being what's causing this kind of like tragedy in her love life.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm sure she's having a little bit of those feelings now too you know I mean it, it seems like every time something goes wrong for her they're f- there's a lot of ways that she can go back to that and still feel like hey why am I a witch when all it does is cause problems magic is breaking up my relationship with Dan magic is you know took Leah away from me all of that you know
0: yeah and I I I get her feelings a lot in this episode and I mean we can talk more and more as scenes come up but yeah I totally agree
1: so then we go to Kate's house and we see Kate is in her room in her bed and her mom is saying goodnight to her. And Kate's like, don't close the door or, or turn out the lights. She says, no, the tweens, they come out of the shadows. And the mom is like, Kate, stop and like does it anyways. <laughs> and then Kate holds the box and begs for them to go away and then we cut around the room and hear voices and see things moving and then the closet opens up and she screams so we know something's going down and mama don't give a fuck
0: (laughs) no literally i was like great parenting here kate's mom like she's like terrified to go to bed and what do you do like oh too bad
1: yeah force her to like at least leave the door open so she feels a little safer like yeah. Get a night light for your kid. Like I used to be scared of the dark. If I wanted like if I was like, Hey mom, I'm a little scared. I think we should like I'm seven years old. Like, hey, I, I'm i really scared of the dark right now. Like, don't turn out the lights. And my mom was like, Grow up, Mia, stupid <laughs> bitch. I'm like, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> no, literally. Like I used to have a night light or like sleep with a TV on or like whatever yeah. it was to like help me sleep. Like my mom was never like, No, turn this shit off. Yeah,
1: no. I think it's time to grow up, okay, sweetheart?
0: You're seven, get a fucking job. Yeah, you're
1: seven, you're practically an adult. I don't know why you're not paying bills yet. When you start paying bills, you can start sleeping with the door open. (laughs) Like, Jesus Christ. I was still curling up in bed next to my mom when I had nightmares at that age. (laughs) Like
0: No, literally.
1: (laughs) Poor girl. (laughs) Just like genuine fear. And she's like, well what are you gonna do?
0: And it's not even like she was asking for a lot. Like, it's not like she was (laughs) like, oh, like, can you stay with me? She literally was like, don't close the door. And her mom was like,
1: yes, (laughs) the Locked it behind her. (laughs) Like, fuck. But anyways, just kind of more of like a
0: intense moment wondering
1: what's gonna happen
0: next to Kate. Yeah, like, I'm really worried for her, because I guess at this point, like, we don't know what the trolls can do, like, we just, it's scary, you know what I mean? Yeah. We see that they, like, scratch her, so it's like, what else can they do? Yeah,
1: they're obviously willing to hurt her, and here we are ending this scene on her screaming, and we don't really get back to that at all,
0: I know, I'm like, what happened?
1: (laughs) Yeah, like. Like, did they did her mom bad? come
0: back, or did she just fucking ignore her? I don't know. <laughs> she
1: yelled from across the room, Kate, shut up and go
0: to bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, <Dad>, who knows? <laughs> so then we're at the manor, and it's the next morning. We're up in the attic, and Phoebe's sitting on the floor reading some book. And Prue walks in, and Phoebe hands her some drawings that she found that they did as kids of their imaginary friend who was a fairy named Lily. And Prue's like, oh, wow, like, I haven't thought about Lily in years. And Phoebe says, that's because you grew up and you stopped seeing her. And then she starts reading from this book about fairies, elves, and trolls. And it talks about the tween places, which are places that exist between our realm and theirs. And Prue says, but when you found Kate, she wasn't in an in-between. And Phoebe says, actually, she was in the biggest in-between of all, Midnight. And Prue asks why this stuff isn't in the Book of Shadows, and Phoebe says it's because adults wrote it. Then she looks back at Prue's drawing, and we see that there is, like, a troll hiding behind a tree in it. And they have to figure out why the trolls are after Kate. And Phoebe says that they can fill Piper in on the way, and Prue says that they should just do this on their own. But Phoebe thinks that it would be a good distraction for Piper, Then the phone starts ringing and Piper calls from downstairs that the phone is for Phoebe and Phoebe grabs the drawings and starts heading downstairs.
1: So now at least crew and Phoebe are starting to be on the same page about this. Kind of starting to realize, okay, something, something actually is going on, but I do want to see how Piper is going to react based on, you know, how we know things are going. I want to see how she handles the situation.
0: Yeah. I also want to talk a little bit, because, again, when we're talking about, like, ages, and I know, like, the show just has no consistency about, like, the sisters' ages, but, like, how would it be possible for them to all have the same imaginary friend at the same time? Who is too much older than Phoebe for that to make sense?
1: She's what? We figured out four years older than her?
0: She's four to six years older than her, depending on what the show feels like doing that week.
1: Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, if Phoebe were old enough to even, you know, comprehend things like that, she'd have to be, like, four. That's what I'm saying.
0: So that puts Prue anywhere from eight to ten.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess it's not that unrealistic if they're all together, like, still innocent and whatever, but... Yeah, if she was, like, exactly eight, it would probably make the most sense.
0: Yeah, and but also know I'm just saying sure. if like Phoebe's four, her drawing should be way worse. Yeah. Like, four-year-olds cannot draw good. No. <laughs> but you know, whatever, I guess. Plot sake. Yeah. Plot sake. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like this idea that the show is painting here that like only kids can see these magical creatures and, like, that's why they're not in the book. Like, I really like the idea behind this episode and kind of the way it carries that theme throughout.
1: Me too. And I, you know, kind of like the innocence Mm -hmm. part of it. And I wonder if it's like a once you know, you know, and you can see them again kind of deal or you know it's still just kids like they're just aware of it but only kids can see it because they can't get that you know that back or something
0: yeah i'm interested in that too and And um like you were mentioning before the way that like fru and phoebe have these different ways of kind of like wanting to handle what's going on with piper Mm -hmm. here and i'm interested to see how that's going to play out as we move forward
1: me too So now we are downstairs and Piper says it's your little boyfriend and Phoebe hands her the drawings and she's like there and he is not my boyfriend and Piper leaves and Phoebe picks up the phone and is like hello and Cole says who's not your boyfriend and she goes I'm the mailman yeah sometimes Piper likes to tease me because I get the mail a lot so how are you and he's like well, it's a beautiful morning and I got a beautiful woman on the phone. So things could be worse. And then he says, God, I sound like Billy Appleby. My God. And she's like, what? And he's like, nothing. And she's like, no, wait, what did you say? And He says, uh, Billy Appleby is just this hokey guy from this old movie I watched too many times when I was a kid. And he's looking at a paper that lists, you know, all of her favorite things and facts about her. And they both at the same time are like, kill it before it dies. And Cole's like, you've seen it? And she's like, once or twice. And then he's like, really? Too bad it's not playing. I'd take you to see it. And she holds the phone away and like, mouths, I love you. (laughs) And then he says, of course, we could always have dinner instead. And she says, are you asking me out, counselor? And he says, guilty. How about tonight? And he flips over the papers in the folder, and there's a map of the manor where the Book of Shadows is. And then he says, I could stop by your place. And Prue runs up, and Phoebe says, actually, tonight's not good because Piper's going through something. But I will call you, and maybe we can meet at the club. And Prue takes the phone and hangs up. She's, like, really stressed up, stressed out. And then on the other end, Cole's in. He's, like, in his office, and he looks mad. And he closes the folder and makes it vanish with his powers. So I absolutely love that they called that back
0: me too season me too. two.
1: like that is so i that's something that they definitely keep consistent. Phoebe loves this movie, and it's not too much of a spoiler, but like they totally like it's not the first time they'll mention him again. I love it no, so much. Yeah.
0: I love that, um, too. I love that that's one of the things they keep consistent throughout the show. Um, Again, not getting into spoilers with how we'll see it come up again, but yeah. we do. And I love the way that, like, part of me wants to hate Cole, because I'm like, you're playing her, you're playing her, but, uh-huh. like, he's so good at it that, like, <laughs> as she's falling for it, I'm falling for it, too. And then I remember, wait a minute, yeah. he literally has a paper with it fucking written down in front of him. I know if
1: it wasn't and it sucks because phoebe's reacting exactly like you'd expect you know like so trusting so excited so like into this new relationship or vibe that they've got going and like he's so legitimate about it and seems so realistic and then when we like see his end and his perspective and why he's really doing it like the magic and having the information right in front of him it's like damn it man because it's so cute like it's going so
0: well I know I feel like because like I feel like that's so how things are like in the beginning of a relationship like you're only seeing all the good things so like we're really really living in that moment with Phoebe but I also love the way that the show is using the dramatic irony of having us know the truth about Cole when Phoebe doesn't to kind of Uh play up those aspects I think had they kept it a secret from us too, when the reveal came out, whenever it is that Phoebe eventually finds out, I would have been like, that's bullshit. They did that out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like that they had us in the loop from the beginning. I think that was a really good choice.
1: Me too. I think that was a very smart decision. And it obviously shows that, you know, it's going to be, I mean, we have him in the theme now and. It's kind of like a overplayed situation. Like he's really working hard to work his way in there. So we know that this is just going to get more and more intense. And I can't wait to see like how deep this goes before they figure it out. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I'm definitely keeping like my count. How many episodes do we go before they learn the truth about Cole? Because this is the longest
1: I feel like we've had something like this so far. Like a demon or warlock or whatever he is. Kind of this and in, involved, invested in creeping their way in.
0: Yeah. You know? I mean, our closest thing to this, I guess, would have been Jeremy, who was with Piper for six months, but we only saw him in one episode. Like, we exactly. didn't go through the full relationship with them.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And we had no clue the whole episode until the end. Yeah. Or, you know, exactly. until he turned around and tried to kill Piper. but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it sucks, because overall, it's like a cute scene, but then you see the other side, and you're like, well, you know, it's okay. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So, definitely trying to figure out how I feel about Cole, but so far, he he is charming. I'll give him that.
0: That's the thing, because he has all these charming moments, but I'm like, but you're a bad guy.
1: Yeah, bad guy.
0: Maybe even the big bad no i think the big bad is the triad
1: but yeah it's probably with them so Mm -hmm. somewhere somewhere between
0: them i guess we'll see (laughs) somewhere in the manor entryway and piper's grabbing her keys to leave and prue and phoebe both run in front of her kind of blocking the door and phoebe's like did you not look at the drawings and she's like they're cute yes And Phoebe's like, cute, we all had the same invisible fairy friend, Piper, that is proof that fairies exist. And she says, or it proves that one of us had a really fertile imagination, and the other two were really big copycats. And proves like, we think Kate's in trouble, our kind of trouble. And she says, okay, well, I don't. And after what they did to Leo, I'm not really all that motivated to go dig up demons for them. And Phoebe's like, trolls. She's like, whatever. You guys do whatever you want, but I've had it and I'm done. And Prue says, what does that mean? She says, that means that um, the powers that be haven't done anything but ruin my life. So therefore, I'm not going to do anything for them anymore. Okay, I'm going now. And then she like pushes between the two of them and walks out. And Phoebe says, I think she's on strike.
1: So hard. It felt like so realistic in this moment. Like I said, Piper's pain just completely shows through. She looks so stone cold. And just completely checked out, you know? And that's not an easy thing to act out. No. um, I'm very, very impressed. But I love this them trying to press her into believing, but also, like, how are they going to get across to her? And they totally understand where she's coming from with this. So they can't really say too much. And it's a very difficult situation for all the sisters right now. And I get Piper not believing and not wanting to, but I'm hoping that if things, you know, if she gets some actual... Viable proof she'd be willing to help because I mean this is about a little girl you know <laughs> like you're really gonna kind of reject that completely I yeah
0: and I think I think where Piper's kind of motivation here is coming from is she's really clinging to that thing like Kate's mom said about like this happened after the divorce so she's like well if it happened after the divorce obviously this is like
1: a psychological what her mom thing.
0: said this is psychology like yeah. I not dealing with that. I have enough of my own emotions to deal with Mm -hmm. without some random little girl's emotions, right? However, I mean, they should know by this point, if they connect with someone, there's probably something magical involved.
1: Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of a coming from also a place of denial and honestly, yeah, being on strike, just being that done with it, you know? And I mean, she's really trying hard to, I think she's just convincing herself like, despite all of that, like, this is what her mom said, this is all I've seen, so why am I even gonna bother digging up problems when I have enough, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So I definitely understand where Piper's coming from, and I think they do too, which is why, like, they kind of don't have too much to say right there. Like, what can they say?
0: Mm -hmm. Like, they fight her a little bit, and then they they let her go, because they know it's kind of what they have to do. Exactly.
1: So now we are back in kate's room i guess she made it through the night and um kate is drawing some trolls on a piece of paper and there's a knock at her door and her stepdad lets prue and phoebe in and then just leaves her with these two strangers um and then, <laughs> and then prue kneels by her and says that they brought her jacket back and she says the fairies must have hidden the keys so they had to use the spare And Phoebe asks about her drawing, and then Prue shows her her drawing from when she was little. And Kate gets really excited. She's like, That's a fairy and a troll. My mom says I'm making them up, but I'm not. And Prue says, Well, we believe you, okay? We just need you to tell us everything that you know so that we can help. And she says, I don't know that much. Thistle's kind of hard to understand. Fairies don't talk the same way people do. And she explains that she saved Thistle, who was a princess. And fairies rule the Enchanted Kingdom, but trolls want to, so they kidnapped her and they were going to kill her. And Prue tells her that she's very brave for saving her. And then uh, Kate says, but now the trolls hate me because I won't give her back. Most of the times I can stay out of the in-betweens, but at midnight. And Phoebe says, there's no place to hide. And then Prue asks if they could see her, and Kate's like, no, only children can see fairies. And they say that they're very in touch with their inner child. And so Kate lets them try and says that they need to go into an in-between and says, you know, watch out for trolls. And she unlocks the box with a key on her necklace and it opens by the windowsill. And the box is empty and we see nothing and they look at each other and like shake their heads and Kate closes the box and she's like, you can't help if you can't see her. And she holds the box by her ear. And is, like, listening to something in there and says, Thistle says that if you really believe in fairies, there's something that'll make you innocent again so you can see them. And she opens the box and throws some dust at the two of them. And they both get all smiley and start laughing. And she puts the box back in the windowsill and opens it. And they both see her. And the special effects of the fairies are pretty good here. Yes. Like, it looks It, it looks pretty cute pretty yeah. realistic and like magical and exactly what you'd expect a little fairy to look like in the window you know what i
0: mean yeah definitely like we're definitely seeing a lot of improvement in the special effects um definitely. this season and the fairies are one of them for sure yeah so
1: obviously now Crow and Phoebe are in this weird childlike innocent stage talk about regression <laughs> <laughs> So now they can see the fairy and they're kind of more in touch. So that's what I mean. It was like the innocence is what made it so that people people could see them, you know.
0: But um, um kind of like you were saying at the beginning, I love how he just like leaves these two strangers with his daughter. Like, cool. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, sure. These two adults want to come hang out with my seven year old.
1: Yeah, sounds legit. Come on in. It definitely like sounds really weird, and I don't know what they did to like get him to be fine with that. Especially if they were just supposed to drop off like, oh, we have
0: the jacket. Yeah, like you could just leave it at the front door. Bye. (laughs) I know,
1: like I wouldn't just let them in. Like, why are you all of a sudden so obsessed with my kid? Like, I'd be like, no, that's a little weird. Even if I had let them go up, I wouldn't have like left them alone. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I guess they know they can trust them because they, like, you know, saved her and found her that night. But still, it's, like, really weird because why did you come back? <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. But I mean, whatever. Plot's sake.
0: Yeah, plot's sake. It's normal for parents to just let random adults hang out with their kids. you right.
1: I guess so. The 90s was a different era. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or wait,
1: are we in the 2000s now? Whatever. I
0: guess we're in 2000, yeah, so... <laughs> Even so. I mean the Um, backstory we get here about Kate and the trolls and the fairies it's working for me and I'm kind of excited to see how this will play out especially now that the sisters are more involved after getting hit with that dust.
1: Okay it works for me but also kind of doesn't because they can only see them in between realms right because they're you know in a different realm in the enchanted kingdom or whatever how exactly if it wasn't midnight, like was she just strolling around at midnight and like ran into kate like i don't know like you know what i mean like how did you find her and save her was this happening in your bedroom was it in the middle of the day like you just found her but even though you weren't in and in between like
0: yeah you know what? I was going to save my questions about that until we saw the location of where this happened. <laughs> but I know, right. I was you're thinking totally that right. too, but
1: even here, for Kate's part, like, didn't quite add up. But I think the location kind of makes a little more sense in a way that's like, it was midnight at that time, no?
0: Yeah, but I'm saying, like, what was Kate ever doing in that location?
1: Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I mean. Because even here, it's like, where did you... But how, though? Yeah. I don't know.
0: We're probably going to end up saying plot's sake, but we could talk more about it once we see where this actually happens. Exactly. So then we're at P3, and Phoebe and Prue are on stage, and they're singing if you're happy and you know it. And Piper's walking down the stairs, and we see, like, people walking out of the club. Piper is not happy. Everyone at the bar just looks fucking miserable that this is going on. Piper asks the bartender what's happening, and she's like, they've been acting like kids since they got here. I didn't serve them, I swear it. And she's like, all right, put on some music, any music, and kill that microphone. And then she walks over to her sisters and asks if they lost their minds. And Phoebe's talking, like, really fast about the fairy, and Piper freezes the club. She's like, what ass-backwards spell did you guys cast? And Prue says that they didn't cast a spell. And Phoebe says, no, it's true. We did not cast a spell, but we did use fairy dust. And Piper's telling them they need to reverse it. And then Phoebe pulls this, like, pouch out of her pocket and throws some dust at Piper, who sneezes and then just gets really mad. And Phoebe's like, that did not work. And she says she's going back to work and unfreezes the club. Then Phoebe tells Piper that she's being a jerk. And Prue, like, has her hair in her mouth, and Phoebe's explaining that she has the key and they need to meet back up with Kate at midnight. And Piper says, no, you guys are going home, and you're not driving either because someone will think you're drunk or something, so go outside and wait there, and I'll call a cab. And they start being all, like, huggy with Piper, and then they ask her why she's being so mean, She's like, you're trying to trick me into ending my strike, and it's not going to work. You guys go home and reverse this ridiculous behavior. And so they start to leave. And as they're walking out the back door, a troll attacks, but they make it outside. And Phoebe says they must know that we have the key now. And Prue's like, okay, they're very scary, but um, they're going to come after us instead of Kate at midnight. So all we have to do is go home and wait for them. And they go. And then over by the register, we see that Piper finds the card that Leo gives her on Valentine's Day. And she's, like, looking at it for a minute, and then she closes it to get back to work. So here, I
1: feel like it should be a little more obvious to Piper, like, okay, it's real, you know? like Yeah. But I get that she still doesn't see it as important enough or whatever, and kind of doesn't know the whole story and really is just determined to not be involved in any of this magic shit i think that prue and phoebe's like child acting is a bit much but <laughs> but it it works though it it works for me and it's really funny
0: yeah i like i really entertainment wise i love the way they're acting but like realism wise yeah i get what you're saying like, Yeah. It's over the top for sure, but I do like it um, in terms of the episode. Like, I enjoy that aspect of it. Me too. Throughout this scene, I'm feeling bad for Piper. And especially, like, when she finds that card, like, I think that was a nice little touch that they Mm -hmm. added to this scene. So I enjoyed that aspect of it as well because it's reminding us again why she's going through all this. And the Mm -hmm. fact that she kept it is cute.
1: I know. Kept it in the drawer is a little weird, but.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, at the time she's with Dan, she had to put it somewhere Dan wouldn't find it, right?
1: Fair enough. (laughs) But yeah, that was cute. Again, a little call back to their past and it, you know. Very sad, very sweet and definitely makes you feel for her again in this moment.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's drawing the parallel that like that was when. Leo gave up his magic for Piper, right? So maybe this is Piper being like, "Well, maybe if I give up my magic, I can have Leo."
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's probably what's going through her head. So now we are back at the manor, and Prue and Phoebe are running around, and Phoebe's like, "Geez, Louise, there's too many doorways in this house," and like, there really (laughs) are. And they're about to head upstairs to call Kate when the doorbell rings. And Prue's like, do you think that trolls know about doorbells? And Phoebe's like, I don't know. And they go to the door together and open it slowly. And like suspenseful music is playing. And then Phoebe gets super excited because it's cold. And he's like, hey, you're home. And she's like, um, excuse me, but you were not supposed to meet me here. You were supposed to meet me at the club, remember? And then he says, was that the plan? And she's like, yes, that was the plan. And he's like, I'm sorry, long day. And crew's like, okay, bye, close the door behind you. And she runs off and Phoebe says bye too and starts to leave. And then he says, "Um, it's a long drive home. Do you think I could use your restroom? And Phoebe's like, number one or number two? <laughs> and Cruz starts like laughing and she's like, he has to go tootie. And it was like, what? <laughs> really funny and he's like super confused and um she tells him that he can go but he needs to be fast so he goes up to the bathroom and locks the door behind him in the bathroom and then walks over to the mirror and teleports to the attic
0: so this scene is really funny really comedic he has to go chudy might be one of the funniest lines to ever (laughs) exist in the history of this show (laughs) like what the fuck (laughs)
1: this was definitely some you know comedic relief definitely wasn't a necessary scene but it was hilarious and I'm so glad it was in there like absolutely loved it and I love that they're including Cole and kind of finding ways to throw him into this episode and it's working for me it's definitely all working for me
0: yeah I totally agree And, you know, this idea of him kind of, like, barging his way into the house. Obviously, Mm -hmm. we're going to see what that's leading up to in the next couple of little moments. Exactly. So then we're in the hallway, and Prue and Phoebe are standing there with, like, a walkie-talkie, trying to contact Kate. Then we go to Kate's room. She has her own walkie-talkie, and we see that the trolls are there. And she's like, Prue, where are you? Prue says, we're at home. The dust didn't work on Piper. And Kate says, then she doesn't believe. What are we going to do? I'm scared. There's shadows everywhere. And it's almost midnight. And Phoebe tells her that the trolls know that they have the key and are after them. And Kate's like, they're here too. I can hear them. Prue says that as long as they have the key, thistle is safe. So just stay there and turn on all the lights. It'll disappear the shadows.
1: So I kind of like this moment of them working together like that and like, Even as, like, little kids, them acting like that and her being a little kid, like, them kind of figuring out how to deal with this together, I think it's really cute.
0: Yeah, and I like kind of, like, even though they're taking on this innocent role, they still have this kind of, like, responsibility and protectiveness in them towards Kate, which I think is really effective and working for the scenes as well.
1: Yeah, it definitely is too. Like, they're like, it's okay, they're after us and not her anymore and that's what matters, you know? Yeah, They're still very protective and have that in them, even though, you know, they're not, um, I guess, technically adults in their minds anymore. Yeah. So now up in the attic, Cole walks over to the book and tries to touch it, but it glows and like flies off the podium and onto the ground. And then he morphs into this like red demon, like this big red demon with black markings all over his face and in a black suit and very like creepy looking Mm -hmm. and as he walks towards the book it moves further away and he like growls and in the hallway Prue and Phoebe hear something like that upstairs and they think that it's trolls and back up in the attic Prue and Phoebe bust in and they see demon Cole and they're like shocked and he teleports out And Phoebe's like, Prue, that was a very, very big troll. (laughs) And she's like, that wasn't a troll, that was a demon. And then she's like, okay, well, where does he fit into the story? And Prue says he was after the Book of Shadows. And she goes and grabs it. And Phoebe says that they need to worry about Kate first. And she goes into the doorway and starts getting attacked by a troll. He, like, goes into her shirt and, like knocks them down grabs the key and they're like all over it's a mess and then they both uh fall down the stairs prue and phoebe do and then in the hallway by the bathroom phoebe in her regular voice obviously back to normal says prue they got the key and cole comes out of the bathroom and sees them on the floor and he's like are you two okay and she nods
0: so first thing i want to talk about uh demon cole I love the look they give him. It's really mm-hmm. interesting. And now we see that like he doesn't always just like, he isn't always this super handsome guy we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, Something consistency I want to bring up. So in season one, we see that it's established that only the sisters can take the book out of the house, but it seemed like as long as they were within the house, demons could touch the book. But now here, we're getting this impression that, like, he can't even touch it. When were demons able to touch the book? In the episode with Victor, when the all those warlocks break into the house to steal the book, and they needed one of the sisters to get the book out of the house, but, like, they were able oh, to move it within yeah. the house.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, maybe it's some sort of, it's, yeah, definitely not consistent, but... Maybe it's something they kind of tried to sneak in there later. I Mm -hmm. guess we could say it has to do with them growing and the connection being stronger. So the book being stronger and that kind of, I don't know, you know, I guess it would make more sense. To have it this way and they probably realized that a little later is what probably actually happened but I guess we could say it's their connection growing so that power of the book becomes stronger as the power of three gets stronger you know
0: all right you know what I can accept that I yeah. can accept well, that we'll chop it reason. up to that <laughs> <laughs> um I do like the way the episode kind of calls it out where they're kind of like well where does he fit into the story because you know yeah. this isn't our main plot it's kind of a subplot so I like that I thought that was cute
1: Right. And this is our first experience with demon Cole. First time we're seeing him. And even as a demon, he's very put together and like, clean, creepy, but clean, you know? Yeah. And this is the first time the sisters are seeing him, but they also don't know that it's Cole still. So Mm -hmm. it's like, still, you know, almost happened, but not quite. Luckily, he transformed before they could see it. Well, not luckily, but like, I love that they kind of threw this little subplot in there, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. And, and
1: then them sobering up after falling down the stairs and kind of coming back to reality and yeah, be- being adults again made exactly. sense for me.
0: Um, Though I will say that Troll and Phoebe's shirt special effect is, like, the most, like, weird thing in the episode.
1: Yeah. Like, no need.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no need. No need at all.
1: No need. No need for all that. But. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. But I feel like aside from all that, this these scenes kind of work for me. Very put together, the chaos, the all of that, and then Cole's part to play, it, it definitely worked for me.
0: Yeah, I think the pacing, the connection, everything in this episode is really strong, so I'm enjoying it for sure. Yeah, me too. So then we're downstairs, and the three of them are all walking down together. And Prue's like, I'm really sorry to rush you out, but we have something very important to be taking care of. And he turns to Phoebe and he's like, but you're sure you're okay? I mean, that sounded like a pretty nasty fall. And she says they're fine. And he's like, you two seem different. I mean, I thought maybe you were, I don't know, drunk or something before, but you seem, and proves like, sober. Stairs can be sobering. <laughs> and he looks so confused and... Is like saying goodbye to them and you know, Phoebe says sorry about their plans and he's like, no worries, I'll keep trying, cutie. <laughs> and he leaves, and then Phoebe turns to Prue and is like, stairs can be sobering? She's like, What was I supposed to say? That some unknown demon came in to try and steal our magic book, and then little trolls came and pushed us down the stairs. She's like, right, but why are we thinking like grown-ups all of a sudden? And she's like, I don't know. It must have been from the trauma of the attack, which is probably a good thing because I don't really think that our inner children would have had a lot of luck protecting Kate and that they need to go and do that. So Phoebe starts to walk out the door, but then Prue heads back upstairs and Phoebe ends up following her. So Did this you, scene yeah. feels like so much exposition to me. Yeah. Like it I definitely like thought what happened. We didn't need it explained to us at the end there
1: yeah definitely not but it still was like funny like the little the stupid stairs can be sobering line and
0: everything well I loved that like the part with Cole all worked for me but like that yeah. whole conversation they have at the end where it's like well why are we grown-ups again like we know what happened you don't yeah. need to explain it to us
1: yeah definitely a little much but it's okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> but stairs can be sobering great line great line. yeah
1: second top tier line of the episode <laughs> so now up in the attic Prue is going to the book and Phoebe doesn't get why they aren't going to Kate and Prue's like because the dust is worn off we won't be able to see the trolls and Phoebe reminds her that she already looked in the book and Prue wants them to make a spell combining to see what can't be seen and the one to cultivate innocence and the power of three so she's gonna work on that while Phoebe calls Piper and they need her because she needs to freeze the trolls because they go to they move too quick, and proves like we may have wanted her to be with us before, but now we actually need her, and so Phoebe goes to call her.
0: So I mean, this is them coming up with their plan. This works for me. I get what they're doing, and you know, I'm just interested to see how it'll play out. Me too. So then we're at P3, and we see Piper is clearing some tables, and as she's walking with, like, these glasses back towards the bar, a troll comes and knocks into her, and she drops them all on the floor, and then she starts cleaning it up, but then the phone rings, and the bartender brings the phone over to her and says it's her sister, and then the bartender starts cleaning up while Piper goes to take the call. Piper's being very snippy with Phoebe and Phoebe's like look we were trying to distract you before we were trying to take your mind off of Leo and it was wrong and I'm sorry for that but it's not about that anymore Piper we are up against something that we cannot fight without you and Piper's like trolls and she's like believe it or don't but they are sneaky and mean and they're trying to hurt a seven-year-old girl and Piper asks if they could be at the club and Phoebe says yeah She's like, they know we're witches, and they'll do anything to stop us from helping Kate. And then Piper says that she's on her way and hangs up. So she goes to grab her purse and asks the bartender, who we find out is named Abby, if she's seen her keys. And as she's doing that, she knocks over a bottle, which Abby says that she'll clean up. And Piper goes to grab the spare key from the register, and as she's, like, doing that, a troll closes her hand in the register And she's like to Abby, can you close for me? And Abby's like, uh, yeah, sure. Like seeing all this crazy stuff happening to Piper and then Piper goes.
1: So I really like this too. I like, even though they're being very, or she's very like, still not into it. The fact that, you know, someone's actually about to get hurt and especially a little kid, she's more willing to help. You know, she's like, well, obviously I'm not going to let that happen. And then- Gets all these issues with the trolls and finally starts to believe even though it's definitely very upsetting to her and you can see her stress very clearly and she's not happy. And then she hung up the phone before they could tell her to stay out of the in-betweens so she's got no clue how to even avoid them which is just stressing her out even more.
0: (laughs) Yeah exactly and I mean it totally works for me that like Piper's trying so hard to escape this magic, but it's affecting her anyway. So I really like that.
1: Yeah. So now we are in the parking lot of P3 and Piper walks out and we hear like troll voices all around and growling and she's walking to her car and gets like knocked onto the ground. Once she starts like getting in between a shadow and a light and um gets knocked to the ground and all of her stuff spills out of her purse and She's like, you better run while you can, you little rodents. And she looks up at the sky, very upset. She's like, I bet you guys think this is real funny, don't you? Haven't you taken enough from me? You have to send trolls to kick me while I'm down. She says, I had a nice normal life once and you took that from me. You took my boyfriend. You took my life. The least you can do is leave me my freaking car keys. And then people walk by and look at her and she like acknowledges them and continues on she says i am a good person i'm a good witch and damn it i would have made a great wife how dare you take that from me i deserve no you know what i demand that you send him back to me you hear me right now i'm gonna stand in this very spot until you send leo back to me and she like waits for a second and nothing happens and she like like throws her hands down giving up you know and then starts walking away that was so sad this that scene like Definitely brought tears to my eyes.
0: No, best scene of the episode, no question. Yeah.
1: Oh my god, she is so good at that high drama. Really,
0: like incredible dramatic performance from Holly Marie Combs. Like, oh yeah,
1: that was. It's so sad. I mean, poor girl is just so fed up, so done, and she just wants him back and wants her life back with him. And she's right. I mean, she does deserve all those things, and she is a great person, a great witch, and she would have been good with leo i think and it's just like it's so sad that this all got taken away from her and i don't know like just her pain is showing through so strong here
0: yeah absolutely like i feel everything she's feeling i understand where she's coming from And I'm rooting for her. Like, I was hoping at the end of this scene, Leo was going to appear there. And when he does not like, I feel the heartbreak right there with her. Like, this scene is so well constructed.
1: Beautiful. Absolute masterpiece.
0: Yes. So then we go back to the manor and we're in the conservatory. And Prue and Phoebe are super impatient as they're waiting for Piper. They're worrying that she's not going to show up. But just then she comes in and she's like, sorry, I'm late. Phoebe asks if she's okay, and she says, I thought this wasn't about me. And Prue says, you don't seem like you're very open. She says, I'm as open as I'm going to get in the next five minutes, so let's just do the damn spell. And they do it, and then they start heading to Kate's house with the plan that they're going to get there, freeze her parents, and then go in.
1: So I like their little plan. I like the attitude from Piper and the, you know, same energy that she's been giving.
0: Yeah, I mean, it feels very realistic with where she's at emotionally, you know, this idea of, like, this is as good as I'm going to get, so if we're going to do it, let's just do it. Yeah. Though, I mean, their plan, questionable, you're going to ring someone's bell at midnight and then just, like, walk past them, like, I have questions, why wouldn't you just find a way to sneak in, like, have her open a window for you or something? I was about to say, like, I would have Kate, like,
1: through the walkie-talkie, just
0: open the door <laughs> literally like it's like we we're gonna wake up her parents how the fuck are you gonna explain that i don't even understand yeah. doesn't make too much
1: sense but whatever i guess <laughs>
0: <laughs> Plot sake you know
1: yeah plot's sake per usual so now we are at kate's house and kate is in her room with the walkie calling for them and scared And it's the the clock strikes midnight and the trolls are laughing and appear all over the room and they attack her and fight her for the box. And that's when the sisters walk in and they can't see them get, but like they get pushed out of the room and Thistle's box gets knocked on the floor and pulled under the bed. And Kate gets dragged under her bed and turned into a fairy and they take her and Thistle away. The trolls do and the sisters look underneath and don't see her and just an empty box with some fairy dust next to it. So they have no clue what happened to Kate. I like this that they, you know, somehow the spell didn't work and we're going to figure out why they couldn't see them and couldn't help her and like that she got taken away and kind of the effects of that.
0: Yeah. And I mean, action wise, this scene works for me. The special effects are good. hmm. Um, And I'm interested to see, like, how the sisters are going to solve this problem of Kate and Thistle now being taken by the trolls. Exactly. So then we come back from our commercial break, and we're still in Kate's room, and we see that the sisters have completely taken apart the bed, and they still can't find her. Which has me thinking, how long have the parents been frozen, and how have they not come up yet?
1: I was thinking the exact same thing. (laughs) The exact same thing. And we're never going to you know,
0: know either. And we're never <laughs> going to find out, yeah. So, whatever. The parents just, like, left, I guess. I don't know. Plot's sake. Shit happens. They don't care anymore.
1: It's not I their guess. problem.
0: <laughs> they're like, these random adults keep showing up at my house to see my daughter, and now they're showing up at midnight. Normal. Whatever. Yeah.
1: What are you going to do? Shit happens. <laughs>
0: But again, so they've completely taken apart her room and they notice some, like, fairy dust under the bed and they, like, realize what probably happened. Phoebe picks up the box and she's hoping to get a premonition. And Prue says, I don't understand. Why couldn't we see the trolls? I mean, we've had spells backfire on us before, but never the power of three. And Piper says it didn't backfire. The spell didn't work because of me. This is all my fault. I just, I wanted to save Kate. I never meant to hurt her. And Prue tells her not to blame herself. She says, you have every right to be angry. And Piper says, but not at the expense of a little girl. I just, I don't understand how I'm supposed to believe in anything anymore. I just want him back, Prue. And Prue hugs her and she's like, I know, but right now we have to get Kate back and we're going to need your help to do that. Then Phoebe walks over and she's like, damn it, damn it, damn it. I don't understand what good this power is if I can't use it when I need it. And Prue tells her that she needs to focus, and she says she is. And they start kind of bickering back and forth. And as this is going on, Piper notices, like, this little, like, boy fairy and tells them that the spell is working. And they all see the fairy and then walk over and decide to follow it.
1: I absolutely love this scene and that we figure out that it was Piper for, you know, not believing enough and not hearing enough or, you know, everything that she said. But you can see that it's really hitting her now that, you know, wow, my feeling like this almost like got this little girl taken away and like, you know, what am I going to do and is blaming herself. And I think it's starting to hit her a little more that there are other priorities and, you know, she can't, she can't just avoid it like she wanted to, you know?
0: Yes. I think there's this idea that's come up and I mean, we're starting to see it here where Piper gets so blinded by, like, her relationship that sometimes she misses the other important things going on or, like, it takes her away from her magical destiny a little bit. And I know it's something that I see on social media, people calling out her character for doing. Yeah. I do at times because, like, I relate to Piper a lot and I really understand where she's coming from in these moments, but I also understand why there are viewers who, like, find this to be an annoying thing about her character.
1: I definitely get that too and I think that if you've never really been in a relationship or understood how a relationship works then maybe you'd find it a little more annoying but when you really think about it it's realistic and completely understandable like yeah she's got this crazy destiny and a lot to do and maybe it gets in the way sometimes but all she like she never wanted this and all she really wants is a good happy life and she feels like she can't get that she deserves it she works so hard for it and I fully understand and like like I feel for Piper I know that it's a habit that should be that you know isn't right because there's more at stake but it doesn't always work like that with love and it's very realistic that she acts this way I think
0: yeah definitely and I think another thing that comes up is like Especially as a younger viewer, I would always be like, well, Piper's a grown-up, you know what I mean? But I'm thinking about it now, like, Piper's young, like, Piper's, like, 27, you know what I mean? Like, I'm 27, I act like this sometimes, like, I totally get it, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a lot different when you look at it from kind of an age perspective and a realistic emotional perspective, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, she just had her, like, heart ripped out and her fiancé taken away from her what a couple days ago
1: yeah i know like not even and you're <laughs> people expect her to just like oh let me hop right back to what i'm doing like it's and not the, that easy
0: exactly and the thing is at the end of the day she does right because piper yeah. is a hero so when it comes down to it she does make the right choice does it take her a little longer than her sisters to get there yes but does she get there yes
1: exactly so now we're in the woods at like this cave and they're all walking, following the fairy and they get to this cave and he leaves and Piper's like, first troll I see is in really big trouble. Let's go. And they head in and the trolls have Kate and Thistle in a cage and are starting to set a fire below them. And they are hi- like the girls are hiding, but the trolls behind notice them and push them out from where they're hiding. And all the trolls start attacking them, and Piper freezes one, and pre throws it into the fire. Then Phoebe levitates and has Prue move her to the cage to get it away from the fire. And they run towards the fire, and Piper freezes the flames for them to go through. And the trolls start to, fi- to follow, and she unfreezes the flames. So, they just, um, <laughs> barbecue. My notes <laughs>
0: so- <laughs> <I> really- <laughs> mm, barbecue. <laughs>
1: So all the trolls end up running into the fire, and Phoebe frees Kate and Thistle, and they start to leave, and Prue asks if she can turn Kate back, and Kate, like, shakes her head at Thistle, and Phoebe's like, Kate, you know, you can't stay a fairy, because if you do, your mom will be very sad. And then Piper walks closer to her and says, you know what, I think I kind of know how you're feeling. When someone you love goes away, it doesn't make any sense. And you feel like the whole world is out to get you. But you know what? Your mom and dad didn't split up to hurt you. Things just happen. Things that you may never understand. But you just have to believe that it's for the best, even if it doesn't always seem that way. Remember how sad you were when your daddy left? Well, that's how sad everybody's going to be if you don't come home. And Kate looks at Thistle all sad and nods. And Thistle throws fairy dust at her and she turns back into a person. And Piper smiles and Prue hugs Piper, and Phoebe hugs Kate.
0: So I love that they're guilt tripping a seven-year-old here. I know. Seriously. Like
1: making her feel that <laughs> mad upset right now. But it's, I mean, I, I like that. I get what Piper's saying. I get the point, point and them trying to relate her and Leo to Kate's situation, you know. So it, it works here.
0: Yeah, and I like the way you know Piper kind of approaches her. Like it works for me, the connection. But like when Phoebe's just like, "If you don't come back, your mom will be very sad." I'm like, "Wow, this poor seven year old. She's like going through it." And you're like, "You're gonna make your mom sad."
1: Yeah, you gotta come back. They yeah, just had no clue how else to convince her. Phoebe was not getting it. <laughs> this was, or I mean, Kate was like, "I don't give a fuck."
0: Overall, this scene does work for me. I mean, the fight scene is good. Um you know, mm, barbecue that worked. I liked that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I love it. Um, Definitely worked for me too. the ending, the closing scene, like we had talked about earlier. How did Kate get here in the first place to get this all in the first place? Like, I'm not sure, but yeah,
0: like, what was the seven year old just doing in the middle of the woods?
1: I know. And was it at midnight? Is that why like, i mean we'll i guess we can
0: assume there are shadows in a cave so she could see them yeah but like, but like... yeah what the
1: and fuck? you know what else their drawings from earlier there was a cave in it because they even brought that up this is the yeah, cave so what from are the all the these drawings. kids
0: doing in caves exactly like what the fuck why did they why are they all going there Like, I know back in the day, kids played outside more, but, like, your parents were just letting you go to the cave, no problem.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, like, not very realistic at all, and I just realized that, that in the drawing, yeah. (laughs) Like, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But you know what we say to that. Plot's sake.
1: Plot's sake. Every time.
0: So then we're back at the manor, and the sisters walk in, and the doorbell rings— and we see that there are flowers and there are keys and they realize it's like a gift from the fairies. So they bring all the stuff in and Piper puts like this flower crown on her head. And they're trying to find something to say to her and she says, I know, it's okay. I'm actually beginning to understand why they don't want witches and white lighters to be together. And they all walk into a living room and she says, marriage is hard enough, you know. But marriage to a white lighter? He's got to orb out at all times of the night. And sometimes he's gone for weeks at a time. But honestly, if I'm going to have a meltdown every time I have no idea where he is, then none of us are going to be able to do our jobs. And if we had lost that little girl tonight, and Phoebe says, but we didn't, Piper says, but we could have, and I don't think I could live with that. If that means that I have to give up Leo, then I guess that's a sacrifice that I'm willing to make. And her and Prue hug, and Piper gets up and leaves the room again so sad the tears at the perfect
1: spot and her having this realization was very beautiful to see
0: yeah and I think it's this idea that I mean came up at the end of season two as well this idea that like their magical destinies and saving the world is always what's going to have to come first in their life whether they have to sacrifice a sister whether they have to sacrifice the love of their life whatever it is saving the world is always going to have to come first for them and i think this is piper i don't know if it's for the last time but piper once again accepting that destiny
1: yeah which i can't imagine that it's ever just going to be like okay like there you go we accepted the destiny that means we're never going to have issues like this like no because they can't help they're still humans and have human emotions And at least they have these realizations, but yeah, things will get to them. I'm sure they have been, and it's not really something they can avoid, but it's something they can continue to look back at this lesson and try to learn from it as best as they can, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that, you know, when you do have this major destiny, you're always gonna, there's always going to be things that happen in other aspects of your life that make you question it. And so it's totally relatable and totally realistic that from time to time different sisters will question what they're doing
1: exactly so when piper leaves she goes towards the stairway and leo orbs in and walks over to her and she's like in shock and she's like am i dreaming and he says no and they hug and she's like i had a dream that you weren't coming back and they let go of each other and she's like that wasn't a dream either was it And he says, no, it wasn't. They had forbidden me from ever seeing you again. But now I and Prue and Phoebe walk over and they're all like happy to see him. And he's like, I don't know what you said or did, but they said you showed great courage and great faith enough to make them reconsider. And Phoebe said, does that mean you guys can get married now? And Leo says, not yet. It means they're giving us a chance to prove we can make it work. If we can show them that our relationship won't get in the way of our work, and Piper says, then we can stay together. And he says, right, but if anything goes wrong, if we're distracted by each other to the detriment of a single innocent, and she says, we won't be. And she touches his face and then takes his hand and they go upstairs together. And Phoebe's like, are you worried? And Pru's like, what are you going to learn? I'm always worried. I'm relieved that he's back, though. I mean, not only for Piper, but... And she was like, and Phoebe goes, I know. Unknown, unattractive demon on the loose. And Prue's like, let's not tell them until tomorrow. I think that the least they deserve is one night of worry-free romance, don't you? And she's like, romance, ugh. And now she has to talk to Cole. Yes. So we got him back, you guys. Leo's back. This realization brought him back. And, like, look at how happy they look like that just like warms my heart
0: also like i love the setup of this scene as they're like walking upstairs it's like you know that they're about to bang like it's very obvious.
1: yeah very obviously about to go up there and do the nasty but that's okay
0: (laughs) it's true you know what i mean we'll give them their moment
1: yeah (laughs) they deserve it after this pain yeah
0: and even prove you're like they deserve it we'll we'll tell them about this tomorrow (laughs) yeah the demon
1: and now they know that they have this other demon on the loose, though. So he's probably gonna come back up, and yeah, we're getting it's closer. Also
0: super funny that she's like unattractive because we know it's Cole who she's yeah I know to, so it's like <laughs> okay,
1: but is he though? Is he unattractive?
0: <laughs>
1: is he <laughs> definitely looking forward to kind of that coming back up and seeing if Piper and Leo end up being able to make it work this time.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, now they've got the support behind them, and they know what they have to do, so I'm hoping that maybe they will actually get married. Me too. So then we move to our final scene of the episode, and this is a phone call between Cole and Phoebe, where he's in his office and she's at the manor. He's sitting at his desk, and he has that same folder from before, and his phone starts ringing. He's like, Turner, and Phoebe's like, gasps and she's like uh hi Cole what are you doing at the office at two in the morning and he's like what are you doing calling my office at two in the morning she's like I was just gonna leave you a message save you the trouble of having to talk to me and he says why would I ever not want to talk to you okay Cole that's a line if I've ever heard one but I like it and She's like, I don't know, just in case you thought I was a drunk or a lunatic or a drunk lunatic. He's like, I think I'm going to go with mystery, one I'm looking forward to figuring out. And she's like, okay, um, I'm going to go then and uh, be mysterious. And he's like, I'll call you. And she's like, I will answer, which that little exchange there, like that was the cutest thing to me.
1: Absolutely adorable. She was, like, she's in, like, a little girl. She was so happy. I know, like, her
0: little smile. She's, like, I will answer. She's, like, like, I will answer. Like, Like, I love seeing Phoebe like this. Like, she is the cutest thing. So
1: giddy. She's adorable.
0: So then they hang up, and she leans back on the couch, and you could just see that she's so fucking happy. But we don't stay in that moment, because then we go to Cole's office, And he is speaking to his shadow once again, and he says, yes, tell them I'm getting closer. And then we see, like, the shadow kind of, like, fade down into the vent, and he sits down, and he's so bad, but, like, I'm in love with him.
1: I'm so attracted to him at this point, this, like, bad boy. I hate that he's playing her, but, like,
0: why do I... I want him to be playing me? Like, I know, but, like, shit
1: very cute, knows what to say, he's got all the traits, but he does have those red flags, you know, and I don't, definitely don't like that, but I like his energy, like, the way he goes about these things, like, it's just, it's kind of like, like, why am I rooting
0: for him a little bit, like, that's not okay. (laughs) I know, I'm like, you're literally the villain, and I'm like, so into your storyline like I like can't wait to see what's gonna happen next yeah I'm definitely super
1: invested in the Cole story and I am like so excited to see how this continues and plays out
0: yeah and I mean also to go back to like kind of the red flags like I'm sitting here right and I'm watching Phoebe like falling hard and I'm like this is gonna be devastating for Phoebe like I'm so interested to see what's gonna happen here
1: it's gonna be so bad like I can already predict like it's gonna be the ultimate betrayal
0: yeah the ultimate betrayal
1: and we get to see and I guess like it's kind of literally what happened with Jeremy and Piper but we didn't get to see a lot of that
0: we didn't get to see the development we didn't get to see her falling in love with him exactly and now we get to see it
1: so yeah. we can feel it for her and all of these things and looking at it from her perspective and from his perspective, it's like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm so invested and I'm so happy. Like it's sucks because we've been talking about this and waiting for an actual love interest for Phoebe. And like now, obviously, she's finally starting to get that development and it's a demon. Like, I can't believe it. This is our first big love interest for Phoebe and it's a fucking demon.
0: I know. I know not that I I mean
1: I don't know how much it's gonna be but already she's falling really hard and he's been in a couple of episodes like very obviously has an important part to play so I am like
0: I know and it's like so hard because like obviously you and I do actually know where this storyline is going and I'm like not getting ahead of myself I'm trying so hard to stay like in the moment me too even just being in the moment i'm like this storyline is so crazy already and it's only been three episodes
1: yeah i know i'm trying so hard not to get ahead of myself or you know kind of make ideas or opinions based on what i already know yeah but like based on what i'm seeing in front of me yeah like this is this is getting pretty crazy pretty quick you know
0: yeah overall thoughts on the episode
1: There were definitely some things that didn't make sense that we had pointed out. But overall, this was a really strong episode. Like the stories fit, um, the emotion in it and Piper's pain, him coming back and Cole kind of being thrown in there. Like it was great. It was lots of connections, lots of like chaos going on. And it felt like it really worked for me,
0: like a necessary episode. Yeah, I've always thought of this episode as, like, a really fun episode. I've always enjoyed it. And I did, again, this watch, despite, you know, all the little inconsistent things we picked out. But I also Mm -hmm. do think it's, like, you know, an overall important episode. I mean, we get Leo coming back and, like, them having this new chance at their relationship with the approval of them. Um, We get to see Cole's demon persona for the first time. Mm -hmm. And we get, you know, this little push forward in whatever's going on with him and Phoebe and where that might be going. So overall, I do think there's some continuing storylines in this episode, as well as kind of having our little troll monster of the week thing. Agreed. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok, at rewitched underscore pod. Or you can send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to subscribe to our Patreon, we have several monthly tiers available at patreon.com slash podcast. Either way, we appreciate you listening and hope you'll join us back next time for Season 3, Episode 4, All Hallowell's Eve.